Hello you. Welcome to another episode of Actors Making It, the podcast where I talk to actors about their journey to making it in whatever way making it means to them. This week I've had a chat with writer, director, actor of theatre and screen, teacher, radio host and filmmaker Wayne Tunks. In this week's episode we talk quite a bit about developing your own work. So Wayne wasn't being cast all that much and he decided to write himself all of the best parts and he's amassed quite an impressive portfolio of work that he's developed from plotting all the way through to shooting and we we talk about that um, in this week's episode. Now on the topic of making your own content, is that something that you are thinking about but you just don't know where to start or you don't think you've got the right equipment, you need look no further than in your pocket. You have an entire movie-making device in your hands, your mobile. I'm personally shooting my own short film this month, and it's all for a locally-run smartphone film festival called SF3. Now, the deadline for submissions for this festival are August 1st this year, and you can submit a micro-short, which is up to three minutes, a short up to 20 minutes, or a feature film. Honestly, the possibilities are endless. So check out sf3.com.au for more information, but... Why not just write yourself the best part? I certainly have. And develop your first film for this year's SF3. If you're selected for the gala, you can see your film on the big screen in November at Event Cinemas. For now, though, here's my conversation with Wayne Tunks. Yay! Hi, Wayne. Hello! Welcome to Actors Making It. Thank you so much for joining me. Pleasure to be here. Good. I'm glad. I'm really excited to kind of talk about your journey to well journey to making it or journey of making it or journey to where you are now um i don't even know um yeah <laughs> uh, i think the the further along life i get the real the the, the more i realize that nobody no one uh, there's never a figuring it out and there's never an end point it's just you keep uh, keep trucking right you keep going until you can't go anymore yeah very well said and let's 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 hope we both continue going for a long time yet. Um, again, thank you so much for joining me. Look, I obviously, I mean, for people that are listening, um, Wayne and I met. I don't even know how we met. Actually, I was going to say this is how we met. I remember you contacting me about. Oh, I think I I auditioned for Arlo. Arlo? Uh, yes, yes, no, you did. That's right, you did. According yes. to Otto, that's right. I auditioned for According to Otto. Yep, yep. Oh, was it the Ar- was it the Ar- no? It was Arlo, the short film Arlo. I think. Yes. Sorry. Yes. 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 Arlo. My not short film Arlo. You auditioned for that. Didn't give me that, role, I but think. I I enjoyed your audition, so you stayed in my mind. Wonderful. And then we we got uh, onto that fun project, generic car ad, yep. just before COVID <laughs> took over the world. Very much so. It was it was right at the end of that, and then uh, yes, and then we got to work together again a couple of weeks ago. So yes, which was wonderful. So we'll we'll get on we'll get on to all of that. Um, so t- talk to me. I guess how long have you been uh, on your journey as far as acting is concerned? Well, I'm about to turn forty seven, so uh, okay. almost forty seven years. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, um, no, I, I've always loved acting and like my whole life. And even in primary school, I was the kid that always wanted to be in something. I remember somebody got cast in Joseph in the nativity play at the end of the year. And I was devastated that I was only going to be a wise man. And then he got sick 
I, I don't think I poisoned him, but who knows? I may have. <laughs> and then I had to take on the role of Joseph. And I, like, I had a day to learn the lines. And I was like, I can do Whoa. this. And, you know, went on, did it. And then in, in year four, I had possibly the best educator I've ever had in my life. Uh, a wonderful man called Colin Laundry. Uh, and he used to encourage me to write plays, uh, direct them in in my lunch hour and with my friends, and then he would let us perform them in front of the class. Uh, I got my end of year end of year report in year four, and I got a four uh, an A plus plus in drama, and he called me the Cecil B DeMille of year four. Um, and I he was so was so wonderful in my life, and the fact that him and his wife still come to my shows and watch them. They bought my book. They watch things that I do. They're still very much in my life, uh, you know, all the way back to 1984. Um, it's it's pretty pretty amazing. That is that is phenomenal. So you obviously you started at a very young age. Yeah. Did you always, I guess, at that point in your life, or uh, obviously at that age, did you think about acting as a career? Were you thinking about career at that point, or was it just something that you loved and that's it was just something that I felt that I wanted to do and I just enjoyed doing it. And that stage, I don't think I did know. If you would have asked me back then, I probably would have said I wanted to be a teacher because I had a teacher who inspired me. So, uh, sure. <laughs> but, you know, then, of course, by the time I got to high school, that's when I was, like, focused on I want to be an actor. And then it wasn't until I got older that I realised that there was more to that. Yeah, sure. Okay, fantastic. Um, so when you got to the point where you decided that you wanted to be an actor from a career point of view, you in high school what was your idea of making it do you think at that point in your life i wanted to be on neighbors okay yes <laughs> uh, i i it was my favorite show as a kid you know i was the perfect age to just really love neighbors and in, actually funnily enough on my birthday in year seven was the day that scott and charlene got married so right. it just it just felt like fate that you know neighbors was my destiny that's what i wanted when i was that age which okay. you know and then as an adult i got to work at neighbors in the writing department so it was oh did you that's amazing yeah, yeah i was a storyliner on neighbors uh and so i felt like i was paying off younger wayne uh when i got that job amazing is there now at the the age that you are i like to talk about i guess success and making it and what we think for what we um, what we strive towards because I think often when it comes to people just starting out in acting, the goal post that they set themselves is is often quite high, which is fame and success from a monetary perspective. Well, yeah. exactly, exactly yeah. right. So um, you've been acting now for forty seven. Did you say forty? Yeah, yeah. almost forty seven years. Forty six and a bit. Thank you. Oh. <laughs> For 47 years, what's your perception now at this point in your life of what um, success is and and do you think that you're um, on track or do you feel that you are successful? Depending on the day that you ask me. If you ask okay. me on one day, I'll say, yes, I'm very successful. If you ask me on another day, I'm like, I have achieved nothing in my life. I'm a disaster and I need to give this up right now. Um, and it's probably somewhere in the middle. Uh, I have achieved a lot in my career and I'm so happy for all the things that I have done. Uh, but do I want to do more? Hell yeah. There's so much more I still want to achieve. And I'm I'm not going to take age as a reason that I need to sit back. Um, I'm still working just actually i'm probably working harder now than i've ever worked in my life uh and i love that 
Yeah, amazing. I think it's the the age thing is a really interesting topic. Uh, somebody, I, I put a casting out this week actually in some groups for a short film that I'm um, that I'm putting together, and somebody messaged me on Instagram and he was like, "Oh, I saw this in the group, but uh, and it's something that I always wanted to do, but I just, you know, I, I wish I had have done it." And I'm like, "Well, you're not too old. There's people, there's people your age in the world that there <laughs> that there are stories you can you can do it." Um, so I think, um, I love that kind of sentiment that you're, that like age, age is in a, age is in a barrier. Age is a number. I know that's a cliche, but it's, it's the older I get, the more I realize that it it, it is really true. A hundred percent. Do you, when you were, cause you've just said, obviously you write, write for neighbors. You're, you're definitely a multi-hyphenate. So you're, uh, a writer and a director and an actor and, um, what's at what point in your career did you pivot um to oh i, I can't mind you you just said it in year four you were doing that right yeah. so yeah <laughs> and i think i i forgot about it for a little while but mm-hmm. then i came back to it i mean i went to university and i had the choice between studying acting or television production and i actually did go into television production Okay. I feel like everyone was telling me that. And I actually, when I think about it now, I feel like it was a little dodgy. I feel like people looked at me and went, you're not an actor, you're a crew member. You know, you look like a okay. crew member. Uh, so, Is that something <laughs> that you thought about was then? Sorry? Is that, is that something that you thought about at the time or is that just something retrospectively you think about looking back? It was probably in the back of my mind. You know, okay. being a, I've always been a big boy, and so being a big boy, that sort of comes into play because, you know, I always realised that I'm not the romantic leads, uh, which, you know, at the age I'm at right now, I don't care. That's not what I want to be, uh, and it's what yeah. I've never wanted to be. Uh, but back then, I guess, you know, part of you does play into that and, like, go, oh, well, you know, here's these really good-looking guys, and I can't compete with them, but I don't need to because i got my own game. Yeah, sure. Do you talk? Oh, I, this is the stuff that I love to kind of delve into around the psyche of trying to forge a career in in the arts and specifically acting. Um, can you recall at the time the way that made you feel and and what you thought about that realization? I guess I've always, like so many creative people, been riddled with self-doubts. And I know that that's sure. not something that anybody who kind of knows me would think that I have. But I have had self-doubt my entire life. Self-doubt about me as a person, about me as, uh, you know, the way I look, about my talent, about all of it. Riddled with self-doubt. And it just is the years that take that away. You know, you get to a certain point, and I, I think that 40 is a wonderful age because you start to get to the point where you go, I just don't care. And you know what? Other people can think what they want to think about me, and if they don't like me, oh, well, not my issue. It's their loss for not knowing who I am and what I can do. Yeah, sure. Um, did you have any, I mean, obviously, at whatever age you were then, you weren't. You hadn't reached that 40-year-old, um, I, don't, I don't care. Um, did you have any kind of coping mechanisms when those kind of thoughts took over? Um, I just, I guess I, I end up throwing myself into it and, uh, I've just been a person who has just always done it. Uh, and, and I think I, you know, I, I realized from a very early age that if I wanted to be, if I wanted good roles, I would need to write them for myself. 
Okay. And I've gotten to play so many great characters over the years because I wrote them for myself. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> And sure. I've been accused of writing the best roles for myself. And you know what? I probably did. Why wouldn't you? I mean, yeah. if, you, if you're not being cast and you're writing something, of course you're going to write something yeah. that, that works for you. I'm a um, good writer so I can write myself a good role. Yeah. <laughs> when, did you, um, when, did you make this, when did you start writing for yourself and roles for yourself? Uh, so my first play came out in 2000, so that would have been okay. 25. I was trying to get a film up before then, so I spent a few years and I wrote you know, wrote a film. And again, I had that, that thing where I was trying to get this film together and I wrote myself a really good role and I let people talk me out of being in that film. Uh, wow, so okay. it's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing that it didn't get made. But there was a role I wrote for myself that I loved, but I had these really great actors who said, you are not experienced enough to play this role give it to an actor who's experienced. And I think that that lived with me for a really long time. Uh, and then I started doing theatre where I did just write myself roles. And, you know, I spent a good almost 20 years making theatre where I, I was in it most of the time and, and I really enjoyed doing that and playing so many diverse and wonderful characters. Mm -hmm. Did that particular film ever get made? No. No, which was, which was a bummer. It was around that time when it was really difficult to get money for a film. And, you know, we, we looked like we raised some funds and then we didn't. And that was around the time that John Howard was changing the tax laws and it was just, yeah, right. screw the film industry, you know. Any, uh, any chance of, a, of it being revived? Nah. No. <laughs> I think it's still on my computer somewhere, but no, 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 it's, it, it's, 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 it's in the past. Good. Um, so the other thing, I mean, obviously you've, you're speaking a lot about theatre and um, I've, I only kind of know you from a lot of the screen work that you've done. Do you have a, is there a preference for you about what your, what you enjoy to write and act in more? Uh, if you would have asked me 10 years ago, I would have unequivocally said theatre. I was completely in, in theatre. I loved it in both Sydney and Melbourne. Uh, I got to do so much theatre. But then I guess I just reached a saturation point and I realised, and I think you know, that's when filmmaking became easier because uh, it was only a few short years ago that anybody could go out and make a film and it didn't cost you an arm and a leg. It wasn't going to take a $2 million budget to make something. So it suddenly became more accessible and... I just started doing it and realised that that was, that was where I wanted to be. Okay. Yeah, cool. And I've noticed, obviously, sorry, not obviously, because the some people on, <laughs> that are listening to the podcast might not know who you are. Uh, you identify as a, as a gay man. Um, I do. I do, yes. And there's been a lot of um, LGBT tones in, in a lot of the work that you've written, which, um, which is really beautiful. Is that... Talk to me about your, I guess, passion around writing and, and telling stories in that space. I think every piece of work that I have done, except for some preschool theatre that I wrote, every other piece of work that I've done has at least featured one LGBTQ plus character. Uh, and I have written a lot over the years. Uh, it's just always been really important for me to include to include that representation, you know, whether it be a, a gay man, a lesbian, or, you know, bi person, trans person, whatever. Um, just as long as I have a, a character in there who is part of the Rainbow family, 
I, I just think it's it's so important, and I just really want to tell stories about people in my community. Yeah, sure. How did um, how did because I mean, obviously, with me, I also identify as gay, but how how did I guess when you were growing up and st- and not seeing LGBT stories on television, how did that kind of impact or affect you as as young Wayne Tunks um, and your, I guess, movement into the acting world? Um, I think, you know, my upbringing has really shaped so much of my work. You know, I grew up in the heart of suburbia in Western Sydney. You know, I grew up in Blacktown. I went to Doonside High, which is a very rough high school. And, and me being there in the late 80s, early 90s, was a really tough time. And I did have a tough time because I was the obviously gay kid at school and got teased a lot for that. And so I guess for me, it was turning what was perceived as a, a weakness from people in my school into uh, a strength for me and and my LGBTQ plus work. Just, you know, it's saying that at no point am I going to be ashamed of who I am because you told me I should be ashamed. I'm actually going to show you even more who I am. Yeah, wow. So is it, is it fair to say then that you didn't allow your sexuality to cloud your, I guess, vision for yourself in the acting world or in the... I, I have never been in the closet uh, in, <laughs> in the industry. Okay. So from the moment I did my first, my, I did my first play, I played a gay character in the first play that I did in 2000. Um, I've okay. never, I've never been in the closet. I've always been openly gay. Um, yeah. And back then, you know, I would often work with actors who were, were very in the closet and mm-hmm. thought that that's where they had to be. Um, and you know, I never judged them for, for their own choices, but, uh, for me, it was always, this is who I am and, and I'm going to let people know. And if they don't like that, I don't care. But then again, as I said before, I'm not going for leading man roles, so I don't have to worry about, you know, whether that's going to affect my work. And most of the time I was creating my own work, so it didn't matter because yeah, I, was sure. never, I was never offended by my own sexuality. <laughs> well, that's all right. That, that's yeah. positive then. <laughs> Maybe on strange random nights, but not on a regular basis. Yeah. Right, okay. Um, do you think that... I, don't, I feel like I'm trying to lead you down a path, and that's not, that's not my intention, but um, I... Because it, obviously it sounds like you were, you were always extremely comfortable um, and, and being out and, and proud as far, like as far as the industry is concerned. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we know that the industry is, is a difficult place to make it for anybody diverse, let alone, you know, just gay, um, LGBTQIA plus folk. Um, did you, despite the fact that you were making your own stuff, did it ever, do you feel that it ever affected or impacted whether you were going for leading man roles or not? Did you experience any negativity in the industry because of it? Um, I, I don't know whether I did personally. Uh, okay. I, I think if people didn't like me, that wasn't the reason they didn't like me. Um, <laughs> but I remember doing a show uh, at the Riverside Theatre at Parramatta and one of the crew members told me that he had just finished working on another show and there was a a gay kid in the cast and the rest of the cast 
teased him for being gay. And I got so angry for this kid who I've never even met. And I just, I was like, why couldn't they be here this week so I could go in and basically tell them all what I think of them? Um, so I know it was happening to people around me, but for me, and I know that, you know, it, it's probably not the story we want to tell, but it, it, for me, I, I, I have never felt discrimination because of my sexuality. And, and I have been somebody in my life that if somebody's not okay with my sexuality, I will just cut them out. Fair. Yeah, like I, you know, there was somebody that I knew for a very long time in my life, very, very close friend, and when I came out, she had a problem with it, and I said, well, bye. Um, Because if you can't love me for all of me, then you don't get me at all. So, and I guess I've only gravitated towards people who I know are okay with with who I am and and telling the stories that I tell. Yeah. No, that's... I I think... Is, is there, sorry, uh, it's not often that I'm kind of lost for words <laughs> on this, on this podcast. Um, not, sorry not for that my ex- happy gay life. <laughs> no, <laughs> not that I expect everybody to have a miserable, to have a miserable existence um, as far as being homosexual is concerned or, or anything or anything else. Um, it's just kind of really refreshing to kind of chat with someone that has, kind of not let it get in the way of what their goal and what their passion is, because it's super easy to succumb to those, to the, to outside factors or outside opinion um, in any part of your life, let alone just the acting world. Yeah. And you know, it's it's interesting. And and probably the the places where I've, I've, received criticism could be perceived as my gay interests. Like I love pop culture. Mm-hmm. And so I've always put a lot of pop culture into my work. Uh, and I know that the the cool kids from theatre from years ago didn't like my work because I wasn't I wasn't cool enough and I was writing plays about Madonna, which I wasn't allowed to do. Um, so, you know, I celebrate gay culture whether people want to or not. I always will find an audience for because I know there are people out there who like the same things that I like. And you know what? Unfortunately, I, I'm not going to – I'm not – I'm not a wanky theatre producer who's going to – make something that people don't understand. I'm, I'm here to, to give the people what they want, I hope. Sure. You know? Yeah, great. Oh, I love that. Um, what is the, I guess, because you make a lot of your own content, what's the, do you have kind of much advice around getting started, if people wanted to get started in that? You know, if, if someone was like, okay, I'm never going to be a leading man, but I'm not getting cast, I'm going to write, I should write my own content, content. What do you think is the best way to go about that? Do it. <laughs> Succinct. It, it's, it's, it, it, really, it really is. You won't know how good you are or what you are capable of until you try. No one's going to knock on your door and say, hey, hi, um, random person, would you love to come and do everything you've ever wanted to do in my film? You know, at the end of the day, the person who has your best interest at heart is you. Sure. Uh, and you are never going to succeed if you sit there wondering what you were going to do or just plotting your future. Give it a go. If it fails, it fails. And at the end of the day, if it fails, the only person who's really going to care is you. Yeah. So just just give it a go. You know, if, if, if you want to try writing, like write something small. Write a two, three-minute film. Write a five-minute film and and 
you know, hopefully you've got some friends who can make that with you or, or you know, go onto some groups on Facebook and see whether you can meet some like-minded people and just really give it a go. I mean, what have you got to lose, you know? It's so yeah. easy to do nowadays and it's cheap to do. So it just, just give it a go. And, you know, it's something I say to my students all the time. Uh, if you want to try stuff, just, just try it. And if it works, fantastic. You know, it doesn't work, it's a life lesson. Yeah. Well, yes, very, very, very true. So the, I guess that's another string to your bow there as well, the fact that you're also a teacher. Um, and given, I guess, what you had said earlier, that had I have asked you in when you were in year four what you wanted to be, it would have been a teacher. Yeah. When did you, at what, when did you decide that that was something that you wanted to... To do. I, I kind of fell into it. I guess I've always been good with kids. And somebody said, somebody I knew was had an acting class and they couldn't, they were had some work and they're like, can you fill in? Uh, and I filled in for a few weeks teaching their acting class and I just loved it. And that was like 20 something years ago. And so on and off, I've been teaching acting to kids and teens since then. I've, I've done a little, little bit of work with adults, but quite frankly, I'd much prefer to teach acting to kids and teens. Um, like tonight, I was I was teaching earlier tonight, and I was just having so much fun with with both the classes. The younger class, we started writing something for them, and just hearing them, just letting their creativity flow, and just come out with the most crazy ideas. And then we were doing improvs to see whether we could get it to work, and it's great. And then my teen class, we were shooting a, a mockumentary uh, today, uh, and just having really real fun with that and just letting them them play and, and constantly trying to pull something out of them because, you know, once you get them in front of a camera, they want to, they want to hold back. And it's just about letting them play and explore and, and just become better versions of themselves. Yeah. Nice. I, and I believe, and I, well, I would say, I believe, I know you, you tend to use a lot of your students in, in a lot of your work as well, which, which is really nice. And I'm sure it's really rewarding to see them come to life. Very much so. I love when I get to work with my students and, and I know I, I love seeing their nerves and how much they care, uh, which is just really rewarding for me as both a director and as a teacher, uh, just to see, just to instill that into them, to 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 really love what they do. And, and yeah, and, and, you know, I'm working, I'm shooting a web series at the moment and casting a lot of my students in it. And it's just really, really great to work with them. I, yeah, I, I can imagine that it would be really interesting kind of bringing them from seeing them put into action what you've taught them um, on on set. Um, well, I say I can imagine I have seen them, <laughs> but obviously I haven't, I haven't taught them, so I've not been at, at that part of the, of the journey. As you know, over the past few years, self-tapes have become the norm and they are being used by more and more industry professionals to cast all sorts of productions. I've personally recorded self-tapes for theatre, TV and film and commercials, and it makes life easier for casting as they can see more options. But what isn't easy for us actors is finding someone to read for us in the moment that we need them. That's where We Audition comes in. We Audition is an online video chat community where you can call someone that has marked themselves available and they will read for you for your audition. You can use We Audition to rehearse, film, or just ask questions that may help your audition. Last year, I had an actor contact me who had never drank alcohol, who just wanted to know how to play drunk. Um, you can sign up to We Audition to be a reader yourself. I log into We Audition most days and I just leave it on and people call and I accept 
and I help them with their auditions. So you can earn a little extra cash doing that and you can just meet some great people. I even helped one of the main cast of Morning Wars tape an audition towards the end of last year. Look, it's a great platform and if you're going to sign up to be a reader, it basically pays for itself. So if you want to sign up to be a reader on We Audition, you can get 25% off using the Actors Making It discount code Making It. So just go to www.weaudition.com and use the code Making It when you sign up. Have you? Did you ever have, um, I guess, desires to explore the international acting journey? No, not before. It's probably more now. Uh, okay. You know, I, I think after I, I did my web series after Nightfall and, and got to take a, some some film festivals around the world and got to meet other filmmakers, that's when I started going, oh, this is kind of really cool. <laughs> so probably I have more of a desire now to think about uh, overseas than I did back then. Back then I think I was just very focused on what I was doing and where I was. Yeah. Cool. Have you... Do you, what's your, I guess, I know that you're working, you've just said that you're working on a series at the moment. Do you have, um, like a, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a, a goal plan or like certain things that you want to achieve in your career that you're working towards? Definitely. You know, I want to be able to continually working and to be paid for it, I guess, is is, is, <laughs> is the end goal. You know, and, and I would love to create my own show and be a showrunner uh, and to be in my own show. Uh, that would be really fantastic. Um, but, you know, just to just keep, uh, as I've always done, I'm just keep plugging away and, and keep on going. And as long as I'm making a career from the arts, then, you know, I'm happy. Yeah, I think um, that's a really important thing for a lot of people to think about is the plugging away. Um, now, as you've said already, you've been, you've been doing this for many, 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 many decades. You've been doing this yeah. for your uh, Yeah, for, no, I'm a, I'm a seasoned pro right now. <laughs> you've been doing, you've been plugging away for, for a number of years. And I yeah. think so often, um, even, I mean, well, I'm 40 next year. So, and I've only been properly, plugging away at it again for the last five years. But even the people that I surround myself with who are, there are a lot of younger actors that I, that I'm, that I know, but even people around my own age that have only been doing it a similar amount of time have, they, they're constantly like, well, I haven't, haven't reached the, I haven't achieved it yet. So it must, it's obviously not going to happen. Um, and I think the plugging away is something that so many people don't really appreciate with acting, yeah. Um, what what is it that keeps you motivated to keep plugging away? I have a genuine love for what I do, and I just have so many ideas that I just need to get them out. And I honestly would not feel comfortable stopping. Okay. I feel like if I stopped, that that would probably be the end of me because I just feel it so much in my blood and in my soul. And I've got a million story ideas and, and um, whatever one is out at that moment and fighting for attention, it, it wants to get made and I just have to keep going. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just, I honestly think it's in the blood and um, I, I can't do anything else. Sure. What's your, can you give us some insight into your process of when you have an idea to bring that through to an actual, okay, now I'm ready to put this into production. 
Yeah, and some some are uh, faster and some are slower than others. So, so there's often things that have been that whirl around the mind for a very long time. Like for example, I'm shooting a, a web series at the moment called Spook Siblings, uh, which you've got a role in as well. Uh, and I that one was in the head for a, a little while, and I was thinking about it. And then I was thinking about what project am I going to do next? And I mentioned to my good nature Cinta, who plays my sister in the web series. I mentioned the idea to her, and she is. She is a really great motivator for me. Uh, often I will mention ideas to her, and if she responds in a really positive way, I feel like I can't let her down. Uh, so, okay. <laughs> so I go, I go and create it, and, yeah, and I, I went and wrote wrote this in in a very quick time, and, and um, yeah, it was just the one that was ready to come out at that time. And there's ones that I think that aren't fully formed, and I try to write those or I try to work on them, and they just don't come out. And I get a little okay. bit into it, and I'm like, nah, this isn't working, and then I, I give it up. Uh, whereas, yes, the ones that are ready are, are really quite easy for me to write. Okay. Is there – so if someone had an idea, what what, what – what, if, if it won't come out for you, or yeah. what's the – if somebody does have an idea and they want to kind of move on that idea, what do you think is the key – ingredients to be like yep it's the right time for this to for this yeah. story to manifest now plotting so okay. plotting is the most important thing uh, uh so you need to so i often go really crazy like in my bedroom i have so many post-it notes and often walls will be covered in post-it notes i'll just write ideas down and put them down i'll have whole character arcs that'll go along on my walls uh, with ideas of, of what's happening and who's who and who's doing this and what's going to happen. Uh, so so quite often I will just start and I'll write a little bit and then if I'm loving what I'm writing, that's when I'll go plot and I will go crazy with my plotting. So I will know exactly what's going to happen through the story and then it's about, you know, it's about making that skeleton and then fleshing out the skeleton afterwards. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm going to ask what is probably will seem like a really – dumb question but for the benefit of anyone listening that doesn't know what what is plotting and what what does that look like and and do you need that for a three minute film versus a 10 or 20 minute film when's the right time what is it and when's the right time to yeah to do that you still need to plot for a three minute film so okay. so basically because so many people write and then they don't know how to end things so often you will watch things and you're like, that ending was terrible. It's, it's a common complaint that people have. So many and things. I think that that is through lack of plotting. So by okay. plotting, I am creating storylines for my characters. I am deciding who they are as people. And often sometimes I'll put things in a plot and I won't end up using them, but it still helps me when, I am, when I'm writing the, the dialogue or the scripts because I know more about that character. And the more you know about your characters and about – the situations they're in, the better the work that you're doing is and the richer it is going to be. So you need to create that world for them. You know, you're the person. You are playing God to these people. So you need to create the world that they live in. And the more you know about it, the better you are at understanding and writing something good. Okay. Do you ever um, get to a point with the work that you've written, given that you've just talked about, writing that or understanding that character really fully. Yeah. Does, is there ever instances where you have understood a character so deeply 
But then when an actor comes in and takes that character, it feels different to what you imagined and how, what do you do in those situations? Yeah, constantly. And sometimes it, it works in, in two different ways. You know, an actor can come on and completely blow what you've done and you're like, mm. but then another time an actor will come in and this is when it works really well and they will take what you have created and then make it bigger and better yeah. because that's the job of the actor. The job of the actor is to take what they have been given on the page and to make it sing. So that's, you know, that's what it is. As a writer, I want, I want what I've created to be out there, but I also want the person to, to really give it a life of their own. Yeah. Um, so for me, one of my plays that I wrote in 2004 was just on last year in Tasmania, uh, and I went, to get, went down to watch it. And, you know, it was a completely different, you know, it was a different director to me and, and watching the cast, and I just loved what they created. They brought something so new to their characters, and it was great because my work was still in there, but they made the word sing and that just, you know, it just made me so very happy. Yeah. Do you have a, a favourite um, hyphenate of your career? So if you're, you know, your teacher, writer, producer, director, actor, is there something that you lean towards more that you love? Probably writing. And, okay. And yeah, why, I, I, why, I would say I'm, I'm a writer first. Okay. Um, but I love I love acting. I love directing. I love producing. I love teaching. I love broadcasting. Um, I love all of those things. But you know, if I could only do one, it would be writing. Amazing. Do, have you have you worked other careers outside of the arts? Or careers not the right word. Um, have you worked other jobs outside of the arts to support your arts to kind of keep yourself going? Yeah, um, and, and I, I don't go for big big careers. You, you know, I'm not. I, I don't end up in a nine to five job. I usually, if I'm not doing in, anything of the arts, I probably end. Up, I, I've ended up in retail. Uh, you know, when I finished at Neighbours, and then I was working at a documentary series in Melbourne, and then I ended up becoming an assistant manager for Witchery. Um, so I was working at Witchery for for a, quite a few years um, in both Melbourne and Sydney. Um, and just getting offers, but would you like to be the store manager? No, I would not. Thank you. Uh... <laughs> so you never had a moment in the career then of, of second guessing the arts versus oh, I could be, a, I could, I could be a manager in, in one of these brands. Not for a single second. Um, this yeah, as I said, it's it's in the blood. It's what I it, it's what brings me joy in life. Yeah. Uh, it's probably why I've sacrificed so many relationships because I'm married <laughs> to my career. Um, okay, really bad boyfriend, but really great producer. <laughs> so my dating profile, it should be actually yes. <laughs> okay, is there any adv what advice would you give someone that? that may tackle that particular question of uh, maybe I should have a backup or maybe I should um, always second-guessing the, the career choice? You know, you've got to listen to your heart sometimes. You know, you've got to listen to what your heart is saying. And I know the head often says, I want to, you know, and society tells you that you need to buy a house and have 2.5 children. Um, and and do all of this to be successful. And if you're not driving a sports car, then then you know you are broke at life. Um, but for me, it's always been about finding my joy. 
okay. money has never been what has pushed me. Um, I, I'm about being happy, and that's what I question for myself. Like, what makes me happy? And if I'm doing a job and it's not making me, it's not bringing me joy, then I leave. And then I think it's what people need to question in themselves. Is the arts field bringing you joy? I know that there's bad days, but in general, is it bringing you joy? And if it is, then that's what you need to do. Mm. I think that's a really good, good point because, you know, so many people are, are not necessarily doing it for joy. They're doing it for validation and affirmation, uh, not affirmation, validation and um, yeah. superficial reasons sometimes because yeah. we live in a world of Instagram and fame and and, and TikTok and reality TV. And you know what, if that is that, if that's what gives you your joy being on the bachelor, then all power to your sister. Uh, but for me, you know, that's, I, I get my joy in a different way. Um, and yeah, yeah. And if you're a clout changer, you know, it's only going to last for a certain amount of time. And then, you know, you're going to go back to your job, uh, you know, on the 35th yeah. floor of, of, you know, somewhere. Yeah. Um, all right. I'm going to ask one, one last question, given that you're in the, you're a teacher of kids and teenagers. If, if there are teenagers listening or parents of teenagers that want, or, or children that want to get into the field, what, what advice would you give, would you give these guys? So you need to, you can't just walk onto a set and be ready to act with really experienced actors. You need to get practice. And that practice is by going to an acting class, by joining your friends, grabbing your friends and, and making some films on the weekend, um, by watching really, really great actors and studying their craft and finding out what they are doing. So just like any job, you need to work at it. You need to train and you need to be ready for that job. So when you do walk onto a set at the age of 17 with really experienced actors, you can hold your head high at the end of the day. Sure, you might have to fake it till you make it a little bit, but as long as you've got that research there and that training in the back of your mind, you know, you will do a really good job. Mm. Do you think training, when, in, when it comes to training, a degree is necessary or... No, not not at all, not at all. And I I think that you know there was ones that when I was going to uh, when I was younger, it was it did involve going to university. You would have to go to university for three years, you know, to do an acting degree or TV production or whatever. It's not like that anymore. You as long as you you know you do some regular classes, they're all over Sydney or whatever part of the world you're in. You will find you know go to different ones and find the one that makes you happy. And and as long as you are learning. It's, it's the right place for you. Amazing. Well, Wayne, thank you so much for spending some of your uh, Tuesday evening with me. I appreciate it. Um, good luck and on your journey to continuing making it for the next however many decades you're you're working on it. It doesn't sound like you're going to be giving up anytime soon. I thought you, I thought you were going to say it doesn't sound like you're going to last too much longer. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Imminent death. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I, will, I look forward to uh, seeing more of your journey as I follow your career. Thank you. Thank you.